Hello, I'm Ken Hollings. And I'm Julia Marer. And we are happy to welcome you to The Bright Labyrinth. And this is the fifth transmission in our series. And it's called EVP Spambot Poetics. And this is just a quick reminder again that we are recording this live and without any edits whatsoever. So if something goes wrong, we're going to leave it in so that you will be amazed at how much we get faultlessly right. Today we'll be speaking about bots, networks and ghosts. Encounters with spam bots on social media reveal a connection with electronic voice phenomena, also called EVP. And both are messages of the seemingly unknown origin picked up and distributed through our communication media. Are we receiving small talk from lonely ghosts or is language starting to evade the laws of meaning? I first became aware of uh, a relationship between EVP uh, or electronic voice phenomena and um, spam bots and the kind of messages that they were sending to me on Twitter when I noticed how similar their demeanour was. I know it sounds odd to attribute intention um, to something that seems purely mechanical or purely artificial, um, but I was very aware that when in my studying of, of EVP there is something kind of hesitant or tentative about the ghost voice. They tend to insert themselves uh, onto uh, pre-existing recordings or they will, they will suddenly kind of interfere slightly with a, a live radio uh, broadcast. Um, or they might turn up on a blank tape. You know, if you boost the volume, you might just hear uh, a voice talking. Or, it, or it might, they might be lost in the sound of birds singing, but they're definitely there. So there's something always very hesitant, slightly lonely, slightly isolated about these voices, which I find really, really moving, even though quite often what they say is just a jumble, and mostly their statements don't make a lot of sense um, in, in the way that we would normally understand the term. And I noticed that, that on, you know, when, I, when I first got really involved in Twitter, I, I realised that from time to time a bot would just suddenly start following me. And I knew it was a bot because I'd click on them and they would usually have about 20 to 21, 22 followers. Never had more than that. It's very weird. They never had more than that number. Um, and the picture was always a little fuzzy. Didn't, you couldn't quite make out the features. And then the name didn't connect with the, the, the image at all. And then you'd have these descriptors, which were all basically variations, almost like a word salad made up of the same ingredients over and over and over again. So they would, they would invariably have phrases like uh, beer fanatic, social maven, uh, <laughs> network fiend, bacon lover, uh, would be rock star. And, and then later it would be would be bacon lover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they were just, these words would just be constantly rearranged. Uh, and they would just turn up, they would linger for a little while, and then they would just disappear again. Some of them would occasionally leave a message. And, what, and the other thing I found interesting is they would sometimes also like something from like way back. Some, some, some reply you'd, get, you'd made to, to, to a, a friend on Twitter that would have had no significance to anyone. Suddenly they like this. It's like, why would you like this, this simple <laughs> kind of yes, I agree statement? Um, and I got really intrigued by it. And, and some of them started to send messages. And they, the messages would turn up in my, uh, as replies to things that I'd, that I'd posted. And these messages were just 
so beautiful and so odd. Um, and the ones that I liked best uh, were the ones that made absolutely no sense at all. You know, I was talking about how shy and how tentative they first appear when they just sort of come in, a little lonely, hang around on the edge of your conversation <laughs> and then recede again. But occasionally they would just get full on psycho. <laughs> and for example, I, 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 yeah, I have give to... Yeah, give us examples. Yeah, I've got to do this because I actually have to read it off the screen. But this is an actual, this is an actual spam bot message um, that was sent to me. All to do find is at you, you, your, all, it's so one for not, it's we on I, this be, get, have <laughs> up your one, me, your, my, we all was of they. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's fantastic. <laughs> I couldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't even know how to write that sentence. Um, and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the, the name of the, the bot <laughs> that sent it. Vocadulurelilo <laughs> is the best I can come up with. Um, and it, it, there's something almost—it's almost like an incantation. Yeah. It's almost like a spell. Like I think if it, if you know, maybe if you repeat it three times, Bloody Mary appears. Or yeah. Something like that. Um, so for all their tentativeness, they can actually sometimes, like ghosts, be quite aggressive. You know, they—they—they they, they are an intrusion into your world, and quite often they're very mechanical. They're very repetitive. You probably noticed, you know, in this in this incantatory delivery that certain words, keywords are repeated over and over and over again. Um, so they get stuck in a moment, you know, yeah. which is one way people define ghosts. You know, their spirits have got stuck in a particular moment or some particular trauma and they can't get out of it. So they just keep, you know, just repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. Um, so you have this, this, this strange incursion and what, what's, what's strange about it isn't necessarily the context of it because these 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 phenomena could be quite easily explained away, but as the as the um, as the writer and, and, and um, uh, cultural critic uh, Eric Davis uh, once once said to me that that um, you know he said well you can resolve the issue of EVP in the same way you could resolve the issue of spam bots you know they they are they are just something they're a malfunction um, they can be easily explained by sort of simple electronic digital mechanical principles but he said that's not interesting in a, in a weird kind of way either solution uh, is not interesting the conversation is interesting yeah. the discussion we can have about these things the speculation the imaginings that's what is interesting that's that's why I think these these areas again I'm not an advocate of irrationalism I'm not trying to drag this into into the conversation I'm just saying let's use these phenomena in our practice as a way of, of just unpicking our medium and how yeah. our, what our relationship is with it. Um, so, you know, the, the grammar of both the, uh, the ghost voice and the, the spam bot, I find really very, very interesting because, uh, and I'm not the, you know, there's certainly this whole field of people, not only are they recording and analyzing uh, ghost, ghost recordings, EVP, to the extent that it's practically a, a genre of music in itself. There's so many people working in this area. Um, but you also find that there are lots of people now fascinated by the kind of grammar and syntax that uh, neural networks generate. You know, are there any underlying principles? Are they actually, is what they're doing incomprehensible on a universal level, or is it just incomprehensible to us? Does it make sense to them? There was that interesting case where a couple of bots on Facebook were shut down 
um, because they started to talk in their own language. Yeah. Um, and this was like, no, wait a minute, they're communicating with each other and they're not communicating with us yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and interestingly enough, repetition became an issue there because one of them <laughs> kept repeating the word ball. Um, so these conversations would be like, I, me, that, ball, 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 my, the, this, yeah. yes, 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 ball. And, 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 a, and a linguist was saying, yeah, well, the point is they may, they, they may not be making the same distinction we would between, say, you know, I have five balls as a statement, here are these five balls, and going ball, 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 yeah. to indicate, yes, I have five of this, I have five of this word. It's, it's, it reminds me of the Monty Python's uh, spam sketch. Yes, yes. He's ordering breakfast. Yeah. Like, well, would you, what would you like to eat? We have eggs and bacon and spam and spam and bacon and spam. And it's like, no, did you have anything without spam? <laughs> yes, of course, we have eggs and spam and bacon and spam and beans and spam. No, I, d I don't want spam. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, yes. Yeah. And I think it's interesting also that we use the word spam to, de to describe um, unwanted, confusing, possibly dangerous or misleading uh, email and text and uh, DM mess yeah. uh, uh, communications that we get. You know. And it, you know, sp what is spam? Spam is a kind of... Um, uh, cheap, mass-produced um, meat product that comes in a tin. Yeah. You know, uh, and it's and it's a contraction of spiced ham. God help us. Um, <laughs> so it's e even the word, even its name, is a kind of synthetic, invented, extruded yeah. thing. Um, but don't forget the advice in, and it's not entirely inappropriate uh, in uh, Dawn of the Dead, um, where they've they've got some uh, they've got some civil defence emergency supplies, and, and a woman picks up. Uh, an item and goes, oh, spam. And one of the troopers says, have you got your own can opener? And she says, no. I said, it comes with its own key, so don't knock it. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's another aspect of spamming. It comes with its own key. You can actually unlock these things. You can actually get into them. So, you know, I'm doing this transmission, I'm very aware that there are a lot of people working in this area at the moment and, and doing some really interesting work, either about grammar or linguistics or algorithm behavior, or, you know, my favorite subject, just the malfunctioning of, of communication. And that takes us to, I think, the main connection, beyond any surface, you know, sort of kind of superficial uh, similarities, the main connection between Spambots and uh, EVP in terms of their poetics is the fact that um, it is pretty much de demonstrable that no communications medium of, of any worth or any value, not one of them, um, has come into our daily life and then been used on a, on a regular basis to the extent that we, almost, we, we take them for granted, we don't even notice them uh, as part of our environment. Each and every one of them at some point, I guarantee you, will have been used to communicate with the dead. Every single one of them. Gramophones, phonographs, Edison actually said, maybe we can use these to communicate with the dead. Not just record the dying, but maybe we, you know, maybe there is a vibration that this will pick up. Marconi and Oliver Lodge, yeah, absolutely, there must be frequencies in the, in the electromagnetic spectrum mm -hmm. which will pick up voices from other dimensions, voices of the dead. Um, th th at one point, I think they attempted to use Xerox machines to photograph ghosts. I, I like that bright. 
must surely be able to sort of pick up the shade, the literal shade of a spectral <laughs> presence. And my absolute favourite, and I absolutely love this, the, the American evangelist Amy Semple McPherson, um, who had herself buried in a telephone box um, so that she could call cool. her followers from heaven and tell them <laughs> what it was like. <laughs> I love that story. It's such a great image. Um, vision, yeah. yeah, I mean, also, I mean, I've, I'm trying to imagine. It's like one of those glass-lined telephone boxes, so they can actually see yeah. inside. Um, the, her pounding on the on the lid, let me out. Uh, <laughs> um, so you know, the, it, it's one of those things that it, it, it's it's a kind of rite of passage for any medium mm. that sooner or later it gets used in this way. And you know, I know people that have been studying, you know, studying. Um, the, the, the kind of digital equivalent of EVP when they turn up on computers, you know, messages that suddenly flash up. Yeah. Uh, I've got really fascinated by um, my phone has just recently taken to doing screen grabs when I haven't actually yeah, I asked I think I've them. seen your series of Yeah, phones, and yeah. I'm still getting them. Yeah. And they're weird, like half a Twitter page, or you know, and and I'm, I'm saving some up. I'm gonna I'm gonna post some more of these. Yeah, yeah maybe there's some communication going on. Yeah, well, I'm sure. I mean, th <laughs> but this speaks directly to to. Um, I know it sounds crazy. What we mean by communication, like we we, we, we always assume intention on both sides in, in any kind of two-way conversation, like the one we're having now. You, you know, I'm I'm assuming some kind of intention on your part. Uh, and that allows me to, within the within the parameters of what we're doing, it allows me to anticipate what you're going to do. Even your body language, etc., is all is all is all congruent with a particular way of, of 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 conducting oneself and addressing the other party. So, but we assume intention. Yeah. And what's really fascinating about EVP and spam bots is we can't assume intention, yeah. but we can't help ourselves. We're always projecting. Uh, onto it, so we're looking. Even that that, uh, that amazing incantation. There's there's still a part of our, uh, our our cognitive function which says no, it's got to make sense. You know, yeah. that's the first thought is all right. We're going to fit this together. I mean, even me saying, well, it's kind of like an incantation is still an attempt to place the kind of raw materiality of this communication into some kind of context which allows it to make sense to me. Yeah. To, to allows it into my into my world you know that when we communicate things when we use media though those what we are communicating what we are transmitting through that media becomes defined by it filtered by it and that's what allows someone at the other end to pick it up and, and what's brilliant about ghosts and what's brilliant about the these kind of fragmented AI messages is that some of the ground the common ground the shared ground has been removed and we can't read intention anymore um, that's that's completely gone. Is this is, is this a good time to talk about the the, the EVP experience that I had? Yes, yeah, definitely. Let's say get get us through it. Yeah, absolutely. Get us through it. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I I had I spent a really interesting afternoon with um, uh, two uh, people who were very very much involved in in uh, sound art in, in in their various ways. One is a guy called Alexander Kolkowski who specialises in sort of late Victorian, early 20th century uh, music and sound devices, preferably non-electric. So he is interested in phonographs and, um, you know, using horns instead of uh, microphones and amplifiers, etc. And the other guy is an amazing character called Michael Esposito, who's uh, based in America. And he is a 
absolute amazing ghost hunter. He goes out there with, but he uses things like uh, you know, uh, MP3 recorders. And they, they got together, they invited me along. I can't even remember why I was there. I mean, because they were working on something together, but they, they invited me into the studio as well. And we did, uh, we did a, a kind of Edison seance in, in uh, Alexandra's, Alexandra's studio, where we had two um, Edison phonographs just working, you know, just the basic mechanical grind of, of the, of the because uh, these are the actual um, cylinder recorders, they're not discs, so there's this cylinder just going around like <laughs> coming out through the horns and Michael is just holding a, an MP3 player up and he'd occasionally just talk to the room and say, you know, you're welcome here, you can come here, you know, use any of the devices here that you want. You know, we're we're going to listen to you. We're, we're you know we we want we want you to communicate with us. And it was we did two sessions, and it was it was really intense. Um, and I have to say, a lot of the time we would play back the the recording that he'd made, boosted the volume. I I got to say, I didn't hear much. I really didn't. And there was absolutely like no prompting from Michael or Alexander. But there was a moment when I heard something disrupt. The, the kind of white noise and and I, I said there was something there I think I heard something and Michael said yeah I, I think I heard it too and so we went back and listened again and the only way I can describe this it was not like hearing things in any normal way at all uh, it was like the auditory equivalent of negative space in graphic mm -hmm. design like the space you know the, the the shape is defined by what isn't there and in the same way this voice was like what was what was missing from this grinding mm -hmm. white noise sound. And I distinctly heard this voice, this kind of negative voice go, I want the machine to work. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's, 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 like, it's like Eric Davis's point, you know, it's like you could explain it away, but then you'd have lost why it's interesting to talk about it in the first place. Yeah. And we are back to intention. It's interesting oh. that I actually found intention in the statement, I want the machine to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was really surprised to hear anything that coherent, because quite often ghost voices are as scrambled as the, as the um, sp spambot voices can be. Also, I think it's super interesting, because we always, we're so used to um, see things or hear mm. things mm. through the positive space. Yeah, yeah. The switch to the negative could maybe be a little bit like a glitch. Yeah. When, when Hita Serial talks in her book a lot about glitches, when when you start looking at those negative spaces, you can find some traces that you recognize. I That's think absolutely. I think I'm I'm really glad you introduced the notion of the glitch because, in a sense, that that is a kind of aesthetic refinement of the kind of insane gibberish that ghosts <laughs> and spam bots can can come up with. But just to um, just, I'm just going to very, very quickly, I'm just going to give a couple examples of kind of really great EVP spam bot voices, and then I'm going to tell a story against myself. So, uh, yeah. as me as a, as, a, as, a credulous, as a credulous academic. Um, my absolute favorite EVP spam bot uh, expressions were when it, they'd obviously taken a, 
you know, they, they just scraped something off a um, website of famous quotes or quotations and it got, just got completely hacked up. Um, so uh, one of my all-time favorites is, he need, he need regarding knowledge, such as thirst for money, increases previously while using by it, Lawrence Stern. Uh, it's beautiful. I love it. I cannot improve on that. And, and the, the ones that are just sheer, I don't know where this came from, gibberish. I love this. This is a genuine message I received on Twitter from, from a spam bot. Organic mathematicians training it carefully. Carefully. Yeah. It's worthy of Wittgenstein. You know, that is, a, that, is a la that is a philosophical proposition there. I mean, it literally, there's a language game at work there. Um, but the story I was going to tell is, um, this, just to round off, we're still talking about intentionality. And there is a kind of narcissistic self-regard about this notion that what do these spirits want to say to me, to, me, to yeah. us? You know, it's like, yeah, like we're so important. You know, we are yeah. still the center of this, of this technological universe. And, and I was thinking about this, and I was walking through a shopping mall, and you've got to bear in mind that, you know, I, I mentioned that the, the, quite often in the descriptors for spam bots, they would mention bacon. goes with spam. You know, bacon <laughs> appreciator, bacon aficionado, bacon fanatic. The whole bacon thing. Yeah, yeah. Want. Bacon and beer, it seems to be all they but the bacon yeah. thing kept coming up again and again and again. Um, and I was walking through the shopping mall, and I heard this voice suddenly go, come and ride with me from behind me and I turned round and it was it was a Peppa Pig kids ride <laughs> and it was just you know it was just on a simple electronic loop and just every so often it was going to say come and ride with me and I just <laughs> happened to be there at the right moment and in this in this brief encounter I felt like Peppa was directly addressing me wanting her, wanting me to go for a ride right, with her. and I was like and I thought yeah I think that's Probably, if I had to sort of like make a definite statement about this, I would say, yeah, I think it's the, there is there is definitely a, a certain narcissism about this <laughs> about this phenomenon, and and quite often in all of these things we end up we're studying ourselves rather yeah. than some 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 separate external phenomenon um, from uh, the one we are uh, we think we're studying. And I don't know about you, but I'm in the mood for wrapping this up. Um, I feel like I've made enough. Yeah. Enough of a fool of myself in this one. Um, do you <laughs> Absolutely want me? not. Yeah. Um, but Peppa Pig is, is, a good, is a good conclusion. Yeah, Peppa Pig is a good one to go out a, on. Yes. Um, so in, in our next transmission, Darkness is Good, it's going to be a, a, a live conversation that was recorded with Richard Wilkins and uh, Liu Su um, immediately after the, the original lecture. Uh, and so this is another little bright labyrinth supplement that we're introducing into the series just to give you a feel of the the live events itself. Um, yeah, let's end this one with a um, yawn. I think so. It's yeah, so, it's, I'm uh, so tired. This is tiring, man. We've been... Oh. Oh.